caffeine bubbling in my stomach. Gosh, or... dude. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you just throw up. <laughs> Your movie was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just open with talking about your movie. Uh, no, I like uh, I like your movie a lot, um, which was cool. You get I got to see a little bit of an early screening, and man, of I was laughing. Uh, Leo, of, can I say it? Yeah, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Of Leo Lumpkins, man, it is really, really funny. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's my my newest short film. I, I filmed it the, uh, this past summer. And hopefully yeah. it'll be it'll be ready by spring of this of twenty this year twenty sixteen. Um, so that'd be cool. Keep an eye out for that. But yeah, Herning yeah. got an advanced screening of the rough cut because you know we're yeah. still we're still working out obviously some yeah. things with the cut and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's coming along. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about a lot of like stuff that you and like even even Ryan is doing that stranded at yeah like the altar one. Too. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't seen any like rough cut of that or anything, but it's it. almost done. He's doing a screening soon. Yeah, yeah, he sent uh, me a, uh, and like the email like that you send the crew and stuff oh, and that cool. kind of stuff. Yeah, so <sighs> one of these days, well, I'll get I, to see it. I'm trying to come to that. Oh, so. you come, you're going? I don't know. I I didn't get the email, so screw you, Ryan. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> You, I'm sure Ryan wouldn't have a problem <laughs> with you going to no, see No, I'm movie. coming. I'm coming. Yeah, really, really. So cool. just, you know, forward me that email. Yeah. Cause blind you, co- blind well, copy me well, on that email. Uh, so originally you were supposed to be the the sound guy for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, okay, I guess for people that don't know, I ended up going to like do that movie out in Ohio, which was thank you for that, by the no, way, for thank thanking you. me originally. Thank you. Uh, because as soon as you said that, I was like, I am out. <laughs> Skip. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, listen. I know this is like you're probably gonna say no because you would have to go to Ohio and it's like in the middle of the work week and blah blah. And yeah. you're just like, no, no. I'll do it. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, Hernan. I was like, I was you like, saved me. Another movie, and I get to do something different on mm-hmm. it. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> I was so stoked to do that. And then like being able to go to Ohio and like in a road trip. I met a lot of cool people, by the way. Like. Um, I'm sure you know a lot of them, but they were, like, the nicest, most accommodating people. And especially, like, Ryan's mom, like, super accommodating. And, like, um, since I knew nothing about using the the sound, like, equipment that I had, everyone everyone was super, like, nice to me about the fact that, like, uh, like that I didn't know and that I was, like, trying. Um, Yeah, Christina. That's really nice. Yeah, Christina, (laughs) who was, like, the the ad on it mm-hmm. she like one day my the the uh the what's it called the mixer just stopped working did i tell right, you about yeah, this yeah, yeah. I, I like i think i think you guys started calling me yeah like, just in case you. yeah i called we called essentially everybody yeah. the thing just would not work and they had yeah. to end up like for i think a couple of shots they needed to just record it into the camera like plug in the, right. the boom mic right into it i was freaking out like i i mean i yeah i can't imagine dude i have so much anxiety i was like i don't know that i don't know this equipment i don't know anything about it this is my first time doing sound anything like it isn't like the thing that we use here you know what i mean not at all and like just me like sitting there and then christina who like kind of has experience with it but she doesn't really like do like equipment she was like a saving (laughs) grace dude she sat there fiddled around with it for like a half hour or something and just Somehow. Like, oh, <laughs> like by the grace of, I don't yeah, know yeah. what divine presence <laughs> yeah. and, and like her just figured it out. And I was like, thank Christ. Cause 
that that would have been because we were on like um i want to say the like i don't know fourth day i forget how long the shoot was Mm -hmm. but we were like a little over halfway done yeah <laughs> I was so I was I've never been so just like oh my god I ruined something <laughs> I've ruined it oh no I'm bad luck and the entire time I'm sitting there and I'm thinking oh no I'm the I'm the thing I'm the black sheep I'm the reason this movie like thirty minutes of me just going I've I fucking I failed like whatever I had to do I that was sounds terrible dude <laughs> think about the fa- like sound is so yeah. important you don't get all that dialogue and stuff yeah. like um. The movie, the movie could have been fucked. I almost made it was almost a disaster. Thank Christ, man, that that like everything worked out, and I, I like, I like kept looking at it and monitoring to make sure nothing like that ever happened, and I didn't understand why it happened in the first place. Like it just like, at one point, just froze, and I was like, oh no! But like it did, it did work out in the end, and um, well, the movie, the movie's like being edited it's almost done so yeah it wasn't like so, a huge so disaster yeah so it turned out fine but 30 sounds, minutes of in, the dead. Most, in, in those 30 minutes must have been terrifying speaking of things freezing um, <laughs> i'm dead yeah yeah, yeah let's yeah. talk about the so it's just big snowstorm just happened right yeah the bl- blizzard of 2016 huge they're calling blizzard. it yeah, yeah yeah you know um i was like I was kind of glad, dude. It made that weekend feel a lot longer, too. And yeah. Like, I was just... Because there was nothing to do. You couldn't do anything. Exactly. Go yeah, snow days, snow days are interesting when there's, like... Uh, like, right... It's now, now that I'm graduated, right, there's no more school to be canceled. And even when you were in college, like, classes really aren't canceled that often. Like, the school isn't canceled that often. Because you live like, in, there. Yeah, yeah, like, individual classes might be canceled, but not, like, the whole university or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, it's, like, you know, different when it's, like, a snow day, but it's not, like... There's no, like, oh, maybe this class is going to be canceled. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just sort of like, oh. I mean, especially because like, it was on the weekend, yeah. too. Yeah. So it's just sort of, instead of like, oh, I hope this class is canceled, it just becomes like, huh, I get to stay in and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I get nothing. To, yeah. <laughs> Which is also fun, but yeah. it's like it's funny. It was like, I think, I don't know, 32 hours of nothing being done. Well, yeah, because that, because the thing is, right, at least when the snow stops, you can go out and shovel and stuff. Yeah. But it was like a whole 24 hours of the sh- snow not stopping. Yeah, like so, sat- all day all Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah it was so. snowing like crazy. Yeah, yeah so that... <laughs> but it was cool. I stayed in and I watched like like three movies, which nice. is not nearly enough. Like, And, and that, I didn't even watch, like, one of them wasn't a movie that, uh, one of them wasn't a movie that I'd seen before and the other, I forget what the other one was but like it was cool I got to stay in I get I wanted to read these comics that I got mm-hmm. um, on Friday like Daredevils Born cool. Again and uh, there's another one called Sweet Tooth and mm-hmm. another Batman comic um, uh, which actually I forgot I almost forgot to tell you dude I, I got to uh, yesterday at Rutgers they were doing a, a like a like a web uh, a webcast of Scott Snyder the guy who writes Batman right now the mm-hmm. the and like he was just sitting there talking about Batman and writing and wow it was so cool awesome. dude i was just sitting there and uh, i went with my friend tom who like loves comics yeah. too and the guy was just going off on how he like how he kind of thinks about um his writing and like how personal it is like right. uh I, have you read any of the new ones like mm. court of owls no oh, get on it man I the know. court of owls is insane <laughs> it's insane and like uh 
an aspect of it of that that comic is like Bruce doesn't like he realizes that he doesn't necessarily know his like city as well as he thought he did and that's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna tell you and okay. it gets nuts but like that ended up coming out as like a metaphor from uh like him moving from the city to Long Island and then him like kind of like I guess visiting and going back from time to time and realizing that the city had changed so much right. since like he's left. But he did that. He grabbed that very personal kind of like and nostalgia. In, yeah, and put it into Batman. <laughs> and created a real... Yeah. Like when you when you read this thing, man, it's insane. And for like people that have read The Court of yeah. Owls, you, like it is such a cool metaphor. And it, yeah, like yesterday I ended up just like geeking out with my friend. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And That's like super cool. got a tour of his house. Cause like <laughs> he was like uh, showing around because that was like an aspect of the thing. Like as a writer, you can actually make a living... Right. You know, and uh, and like his kids were there, and that's it was awesome. cool. It was like that's hugely, really hugely cool. personal. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Um, I guess geeking out is just the thing to do when you're snowed in because on Monday, uh, my brother and I broke out Guitar Hero three. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I was I thought I was like, oh, this is such a bad idea because we're gonna like play it and just be like, oh man, we're not as good as we used to be. <laughs> but like, we didn't miss a beat. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't played that game since yeah. in probably four five years that like is so much fun and and like we still got it yeah we still, we still had it like we brought, we, we brought the band yeah, back together like, yeah. like granted we were never at the point where we could do like you know through the fire and the flames on expert uh, or whatever like only, and like do you, you have know, that kind of time all, no, no, no no you know <laughs> we weren't like those people but we were still like expert like mm, you know yeah, yeah. But uh, I yeah, so that that was really surprising. We were just like, oh yeah, you know, this is a cool snow day thing to do, break out an old video game, yeah. and we we still had it. That's <laughs> I was pretty, I was happy. I like, I like. Isn't that the cool thing about snow days? Is the fact that the downtime there's like so much downtime that you kind of like rediscover certain yeah. things. Like <laughs> even me, when I was doing it, I was uh, me and my girlfriend. We ended up downloading a bunch of movies, and um, all these like great movies that have come out that are like either Oscar contenders or like really really critically acclaimed and I just sat there and I went no I don't feel like watching that no I don't feel like no I'm alright what did you guys watch I put on Harry Potter and the, and the Sorcerer's Stone dude oh my god that movie is like I don't maybe it's a nostalgia thing like I could see like why it's not like the greatest movie in the world but oh my god when I was watching it I was like oh and especially since it was snowing out and like you know that whole like the Christmas part? Yeah. Oh man, it, I was, it was like <laughs> you got I was, the feels. Like, I got the feels, yeah. man. I was just sitting it's there. It's funny that you mentioned that because actually my girlfriend texted me um, while while she was while she was experiencing the snow day at her house, uh-huh. and she was like, "I'm watching the Lizzie McGuire movie," which, <laughs> which like was giving her the feels. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and so so it's so funny that you say that because we were talking about like. Um, how when you, uh, and it was sort of, it's sort, sort of similar to what we talked about in our very first episode about mm-hmm. the Star Wars and the nostalgia, yeah. but like how when, when you rewatch those movies, it's weird because you like sort of feel certain things and remember certain things yeah. that you felt and remembered at the time that you like watched it oh, first. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're like, oh, for some reason, whenever I used to see this scene when I was 11 years old, I would always think that like that thing in the background, like was a bird and not actually a tree branch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like, and then every time you watch that, that's what you think. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, so there's something like really cool about that, I think. I, I think it's, it's weird. It's like, a, it's like when, so on a snow day, it, you like discover a movie that you used to love and watch yeah. and stuff. And it's almost like internally you're discovering these feelings like you were yeah. saying. And it's really, 
like, really interesting. Like, I remember, like, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I, like, so badly wanted to be Harry Potter, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was you got the hair for it yeah no yeah that's it though uh <laughs> apparently because no I, not definitely not the magic power not at I all mean, no offense but. <laughs> but my cousins came up to me i had glasses and i had this kind of like flannel shirt that i would wear that was like my brother so it was like oversized mm-hmm. and like i wear like oversized clothes that kind of look like hand-me-down because it like right. was like harry potter so it looked like harry potter like in the like under the stairs it was harry like, potter chic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like um I was watching, I think we watched the movie with my cousins, and they were like, hey, you know, you look like someone from Harry Potter. And I was like, oh, yes, maybe like, maybe I look yeah. like Harry Potter. Oh, my God. And they go, you look like Neville Longbottom. Oh, <laughs> no. Come on. Forget your cousin. I was like, no, you don't. I was like, uh, okay. Oh, gosh. What well, might as well just, like, call you a jerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, well not, just, not a jerk, no, 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 like a, a fool, loser. Like yeah, a yeah. fool or a loser. And then, and then, like, as I got older and I watched those movies, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, Neville Longbottom. Getting really like, self-conscious. I look, I look like the worst character in Harry Potter, and that like just went but like, you know all what? throughout middle that, school. That, like... That's unfair, because like J.K. Rowling was like, all right, I'm going to start this kid off as like the worst character, but then eventually he's going to like get, he was, cool, get yeah, cooler he was cool. as he goes. Yeah, yeah. And, by, and by the end, he had some redeeming qualities, yeah, because he would like fight back for his parents and blah, blah, and blah. And then the first one he did, too, when he's... uh. When he's like, I can't let you guys go oh, out yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like he that. He always but, had that quality, you know? Yeah, yeah, but like... But still. At the time... But he just... was chubby, so he's... <laughs> at the so time... there's no... There's no, com- there's no bouncing like, back not... from being the chubby, clumsy he's kid. Not, he's not even a hero. And I'm just sitting there and I'm going, oh man, all throughout middle school just thinking, ah, I'm this guy? Uh, but you know, you know who was uh, another great, maybe the best Harry Potter character was... Snape. Professor Snape. Professor yeah. Snape. Turn to page 394. <laughs> he was, he was so, he was like a funny character yeah. that I don't think a lot of people saw a lot of humor in because he was supposed to be right. the vilified dude. But I loved him, man. Yeah. Alan Rickman was so good. And that, please, Mr. Potter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that yeah, slow. Yeah. He, he did a really cool job with that. And it's yeah. such, like, he passed away recently, right. like which is why, years. yeah, which is why we brought it up. Yeah, and, you know, rest rest in peace, Alan Rickman, because yeah, f- for you know, sure, great great actor, and we all loved that character in particular, Professor yeah. Snape, so so iconic. Yeah, he, so, he he he. I think he brought it to another level. Yeah, and his like his he he did the part in such a good way. And the thing is, J.K. Rowling had told him what the like about the always yeah. thing pri- re- like prior to i remember yeah. that yeah i remember hearing about that that like she before anyone else knew like the ending of harry potter mm-hmm. like she had told him that like mm-hmm. yeah which informed his character so much yeah and you could see it when like uh you know the quidditch match in the first movie where like yeah. he's he's like trying to do break that curse right, that, right. Uh, i forget the guy's name i just saw it. the guy that had the turban thing trying to hide oh quarrel yeah is that professor quarrel yeah professor yeah. quarrel um stuttering <laughs> and like um man that movie is really good I, I i was like had such a good weekend just like it was like geek it was geek fest 2016 snowpocalypse was the best you know it's not better than the second one though <laughs> chamber of secrets all day i'll nah. put that one number one on my harry potter rank tune in next episode <laughs> harry potter Next. I love it. I love that. It's uh, we got a lot of ranks to do. We got to do Harry Potter rank. We got to do the Pixar rank. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's so a many. superhero movie rank. I, yeah, we, we should talk yeah. about that too. Yeah, in the coming episodes, we're gonna be yeah. doing a Pixar episode, which is gonna be really yeah, that'll cool. be cool. Um, Harry Potter. Yeah, like franchises too. That'd be kind of rad. Now yeah. that I think about it. Um, <laughs> number two, dude. Are you, number two, really? Chamber of Six up there for you? 
Yeah, it is. But let's can we let's save that. For yeah, the another episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, what's it called? I did want to talk to you about something that is interesting. Talking about franchises right now is mm-hmm. like recently the guy from Disney uh, had said two things, and one of them is that as long as the Star Wars and Marvel properties are at Disney, you can expect either a Star Wars or Marvel movie forever. Isn't like every that? year for forever. Every year forever. That's what he's saying. That's his plan. And that was in response to someone asking him, like, oh, when is this going to die out? Or something like that, right? Well, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of times in the movie world, right, there are these fads and these trends that last, you know, a long time yeah. and then eventually die out, right? You were you were naming some of them, right? The Western, uh, what else? Right? The Western, um, I think, we can even talk about, like, the Hunger Games, too. Like, that, like... The whole YA mm-hmm. like novels being turned into movies right. thing is starting to die out right mm-hmm. now. Um, there's a lot of weird phenomenons that happen with film right, and it's like stories. usually yeah they la- they last in like spurts like five to seven years or yeah. something like yeah. that. And this superhero stuff, I mean, has been been going on since like to the, like I think right the first spider the first Sam Raimi Spider Man came out in 02, I think something like that. and yeah. like think about it further really eighties. Batman, right? Eighties Batman, seventies Superman. Superman. But like, really, when it really started being super saturated, was more so now. like, yeah, yeah, yeah like mid two thousands, um, with like Batman Begins, and it was like Batman Begins, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, like all like two thousand five, two thousand six, yeah. two thousand eight, like. Well, they saw that the they saw the potential for making money with like yeah. the Dark Knight. I forget that was like that was like a box office hit. Like yeah. it, it did it did and critically, yeah, yeah, and critically it was. Um, like, up there too. And so yeah, so and so you know you would think like okay maybe this is going to experience the same thing in five to seven years it's going to die out and here we are in in, yeah. in twenty sixteen and they're still more than going strong going they to... have movies planned for the next five years yeah so um, what is it they have until years. like twenty 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 I think they got that big thing with uh, the Infinity War yeah, in the, Marvel yeah and so it's like so that's a super valid question like when is this when is this superhero trend going to die. And we, I think we talked about it in our first episode how, like, the, right, the, the fatigue, fatigue, the fatigue yeah. of it and how I'm, like, as much as I love superheroes, like, when, when Infinity War is done, like, I kind of want to go, like, 20 years just without having a superhero movie, like a detox, let like a breathe. superhero detox. Yeah, let it breathe, yeah. man. But, I mean, according to this report, it seems like that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no. And, what he's, and, like, the other thing that he said, because he, he, like, he is aware of the superhero fatigue, mm-hmm. right? And, like, because people are talking about it. They're, they're, it's, like, a, it's kind of, it's it. It's a discussion right now, and his answer, like his the philosophy behind it, is essentially like, just keep making good yeah. ones. Right, which is like kind of weird because it's yeah, it's not an answer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not an answer at all. It's like, it's like someone just saying, yeah, I'm because right, like, <laughs> I guess I mean they're confident. They're like we are. They're like we are good at what we do. Um, and they are everyone like, every, and and also that's like our fault too because we eat that we eat that shit up you know <laughs> we eat it we, we eat we it we love yeah. it except um, we eat the Voltron because I didn't eat that up right. <laughs> <laughs> it got so quiet like I, like I said something sacrilegious <laughs> like whoa, whoa. All right. All right. but Miss, like Mr. O's do good for Age of Voltron no <laughs> no 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 but yeah, yeah. continue that. but uh that it's a com- it's a combination of them being like we're really good at this and w- as long as we're making good movies, you guys are gonna keep going to see I them. Think, it's like a combination of the two. Yeah, I think yeah. his I think maybe his his like philosophy got a little taken out of context. Like as long as we keep making good movies, maybe he's saying we'll keep it going. Right. So like as long right. as um 
we think we're still pushing the boundaries. Right. We're going to keep going. Anyway. Which is right. fair. Because yeah. because a lot of the time when things die out, it's because it's not just because they've been around for a long time, but it's because the quality is lowering. Yeah. yeah. And so if the quality is not getting worse and worse yeah. as time goes on, then why stop? Like I what, guess is what you know is what I, he's saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a reason why Batman got rebooted, right? Because <laughs> the last what was it? With George, it was the last one with George Clooney, Batman and Robin. Um, that was a huge pile of crap. It was a bad movie. Um, I watch it now just because like I saw it so many times as a kid. But like, they needed like Warner Brothers so badly needed like a new thing, and thank thank God for Chris Nolan. Um, but I guess I guess that's how you would try and like change it do you think they their whole plan is to keep making movies but if they could just give it like a five like a like a two-year gap but that would yeah because that's right because that's the thing right because spider-man 3 ended in 07 and then the amazing spider-man came out in 2011 yeah. right so yeah. not even five years yeah and then the dark knight rises came out in 2012 mm-hmm. and now batman versus superman is coming out in 2016 yeah so again not even five years not even five years and um, it's like i guess they're afraid um, I'm, I'm, they must be afraid that like people are gonna lose interest, right? But like, maybe what if they lose interest because you're making so many? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, like the reason the reason why that superhero trend did so well was because those movies were really good, right? And about superheroes, right. like Iron Man is a good movie, right? Despite the fact uh, of its like source material, you know what I right. mean? Or like the the Batman Begins, which is probably one of my favorite yeah. superhero movies of all time did well because it was right. in and of itself a good right. movie. It w- it's, it sort of got away from this thing of like, uh, like this is a superhero movie, so we're going to include like all these goofy comic-y elements. Yeah. And like, and it was just like, and it was just like, well, hold on, I'll, I'll have an idea. Like, what, what if we just make a good movie? <laughs> and like, the main character happens to be a superhero, but that's not like the main point of it. The main point of it is that like the main character is interesting and that like it's a good movie, but it's also it happens to be there's like a superhero and a villain in it. You know what I'm just talking about? And then they were like, oh yeah, that sounds really great when you say it in that accent. And then and then he went, Jonathan, come over here. We need to write a good Batman. And then Jonathan was like, here you go, big bro. And Chris is like, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, there's a good story in here somewhere. <laughs> and and two, uh, two years later, Batman, Batman Begins, yeah. written by Jonathan Nolan and, and Christopher Chris Nolan. Nolan so they did that movie, and then um, like a superhero movie ended up getting nominated right. like, for Heath Ledger for Best Supporting for his... Actor, and then I think The Dark Knight won Best Sound Design. As yeah, well. and it was like a it was like a big thing. It was like it was a statement I think that was made in that moment that these movies don't just have to be like fluffy like right. bs they right. could be something more right. and they could also like talk about like really contemporary things and um right and yeah yeah so heath ledger getting nominated for that you know for that oscar was definitely a good moment for the oscars but lately the oscars hasn't had so many good moments mm-hmm. and you know in our last episode we um we sort of talked a lot about the Oscars and you know it's fun to talk about award shows and to yeah. sort of you know rank your favorite movies yeah. and predict your not predict the nominations right. and stuff like that but then there's also on a more serious note I guess it's the snow that's making us more serious I, don't know what's happening. <laughs> I think we had a, but, a lot of fun over the weekend and right now we're just like <laughs> brooding yeah <laughs> um, but uh but on a more serious note on a more constructive note like there is also an issue with these award shows mm-hmm. and um you know and obviously the diversity issue of you know 
not like in terms of the nominations like you know so many like caucasian you know nominees and no yeah. like no where's all you know where's all the black people hispanic people indian people you know Wait, well um and yeah. And then, you know, so that, you know, so that's an issue in itself. But then also just like sort of the concept of award shows in general, right? It seems like something that's sort of very outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like... Like I, like I was, because we were talking about this last week and it almost, it, it feels like, it almost feels like like a Hollywood, <laughs> feels like a Hollywood circle jerk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if you're not in Hollywood, your movie is not going to be talked about right. at all. So like, I don't... My problem with the Oscars, like particularly, and I guess the Emmys as well, is that like, um, not not the Emmys. What was the last thing? Like the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. Yeah. Is that um, I wonder if they take into account all these like other movies that have like come out, like either for like the Oscars does in a way like the foreign language thing, but no No one cares about that. No one talks about it. No one talks about it. And also, why is it? Why is it a category in and of itself? Why is it a foreign movie? Why can't that be lumped into best picture in right. general? Right. Like are they, like sometimes I feel like these movies aren't getting like they're there aren't they aren't being nominated based on their merit. It almost feels like they're being nominated based on like these this like weird behind the scenes PR push almost. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think that's a big issue is how are these Right? How are these people in these movies getting nominated? Like, is it really because they're the best and that they deserve to, or is it because like, you know, and this is this isn't true what I'm about to say. It's just like a hypothetical a hypothetical example. Yeah. But like, is it because like you know Alejandro Iñárritu? Like, I think we just like saying that name. <laughs> I think that's why he's my example. Yeah. Or is it because Alejandro Iñárritu like? you know, took this voter out to lunch like a million times and she loves him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's why. You know what I mean? Or like, like, you never yeah. know. Or like, like, and there's something messed up about that. Or the fact that like Ridley Scott's been around forever and he's considered this like great big name in the thing. Like The Martian was good, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that good. Like mm-hmm. I, I liked it, but not nearly yeah. enough to call it like, yeah. you know, the top, like a contender for, right. for, uh, for best picture in anything and it i think it's weird man and it's it's like there's a reason i think why those um shows aren't getting as much viewership now and i think it has to do with the fact that maybe and i'm hoping that this is it and this is me just speculating like crazy but like on some some subconscious level people realize that it's kind of bullshit that's what you i mean that's what you hope yeah because because another issue is like right why are people watching it watching these award shows right Mm -hmm. is it because they want to find out is it because they want to sort of celebrate movies and movie making and, you know, how important movies are for, you know, our world and like, you know, our imaginations and stuff like yeah. that? Or is it or is it because like they want to see what this actress is wearing or is it because like, the, you know, or is, or is yeah. it be, or is it because like, um, yeah, like of all the, you know, shiny, the shiny fact, decorations and dre- like, you know what I mean? That and there's a pre-show. Yeah, the fit like. Yeah. That I think that I think like the red carpet like bothers me more than anything like because that's like just so so like in the opposite direction of like what we need to be like thinking about yeah. like you but, know but people want to see that and yeah I don't get like why that is it's a I, I mean like know, to man. to each their own like if you enjoy that stuff like, yeah you know, that, that's not fine. to condemn like, anybody yeah. for liking that yeah. I think I think that like if you're gonna call something. Uh, an award show to celebrate movies then i think you should celebrate movies and not actors or per- not even actors but the they're they're like just 
their persona or whatever, the way right. that they're portrayed. Not because right. I don't want to say that they're on there and they're like they're being them like themselves or anything right. like that. Um, because I don't know them. Yeah. And um, the way that these like award shows go is like they treat these people like they're like these golden things right. and. And then, like, people kind of view it that way. Oh, my God. Right. Leonardo DiCaprio is so... You know what I mean? Right. Or, like, or like anybody. You right. know what I mean? I want to see what Kate Blanchett's wearing. Right. Um, and I think it's... I think that is weird. And it kind of it kind of makes the movies take a, like, step back. And if you look at it, like, if... You know, like, people that get nominated for, like, Best Documentary or anything, they go up there, they get 30 seconds or yeah. something to talk. Less, probably. Yeah. And we have no idea who they are. We don't really care because they haven't been hyped up or talked about at all. And, like, they, and they cut it out. Yeah. Like, sometimes you'll, you'll, you just won't even know who won, like, a certain, like, uh, award for... For, uh, yeah like sound they, design like you probably won't see yeah that, and they also do a bunch of like craft awards like the night before or something like and don't even televise it like mm-hmm. obviously the majority of the population doesn't even know what that stuff is and like so that's understandable that they don't televise it like mm-hmm. you know but um but uh but yeah and yeah like i mean we could go we could go on forever yeah. about this topic because i think i i, I just get like kind of frustrated because there are like I like I read through lists and stuff, and there are movies out there that are like considered um, like for people that consider themselves like cinephiles. And, right. Um, there are all these movies that I've never even heard of, and like an award show could be like a gateway right. to these kind of movies, right. and it's not. It's more like all right, well, Kate Blanchett's in this, Leonardo DiCaprio's right. in this, Michael Keaton, and all right. these people. You know what I mean? There, it's like it's since it's such a like superficial way of looking at movies it doesn't it doesn't give it the right um the right light that movies should get like i'm really like right now i'm really just thinking about the whole foreign movie category yeah. and that and like that, that, that shouldn't exist they should be one thing right. or like all movies right. based on merit and i mean like if we're gonna go ahead and talk about the, the how those those categories should be lumped we should just talk about like all categories and like the concept of winners in general and like um me and you were talking about not on the not on the podcast, but you know, believe it or not, Hernan and I hang out also. Outside, <laughs> <laughs> just of yeah. Um, I know you wouldn't think so. Yeah, but... we're two very different people. <laughs> but um, yeah, and we were talking about how like, what if and like this is never gonna happen probably like, but like what if the like yeah like you know, it was just movies were acknowledged and nominated. And then there were no winners. Like, it was just like, these 50 movies are the movies that we're highlighting of 2015. Yeah. Like, um, and tonight's going to be a celebration of these 50 movies right. where we show clips from them and have, you know, inter- like... And we and, talk about them. And we talk them. about them and their importance and interview the people who made them and hear, like, you know, funny stories from the set or, like, you know, whatever. And it's like, just, cel- yeah, celebrating, like... The best movies of the year yeah. um instead of like because like how like like how are you how are you judging like room compared to mad max you can't you, you can't, can't you can't um and so you know and i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it's not fun to like pick a winner like it's totally fun of like course. i like i do it too of course um but but yeah like but what if we just picked movies that like and like not encapsulated but like we're like, all right, how did we push it this year? Yeah. Like, um, 
I'm trying to think of like the movies that are in like which one of them did push right. like push like movie making to a limit. And mm-hmm. I'll say this about the Revenant, the the process of it. Which by the way, there's a documentary right now on YouTube that I'll show you oh, yeah. for the Revenant that looks like super cool. It's pretty cool, like nice. the, the how they went about it, mm-hmm. but like about how they like tried not to. I don't want to say like revolutionize mm-hmm. movies, but at least like bring something else like a fresh right. perspective or something right. to the way they're made um right and i really like that idea that you had if we just pick a bunch of movies yeah. and then just celebrate them talk about them and like, i mean odds are that if that happens in our lifetime <laughs> zero well, probably well that's what the internet's for like they do those directors round tables the yeah. hollywood reporting those you watch cool. those they're really yeah, fun no, i do watch yeah, those yeah. those are cool yeah um but yeah like a lot of movies i think get lost in the in the fanfare that is like Oscar. like we were talking yeah uh 99 homes Yes, which yeah. is a movie we both seen recently. Yeah, um, that really that isn't nominated for any Oscars. What sort? Um, I believe Michael Shannon is nominated for a SAG award, and that's like that's about it. As well, um, he should be. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and we both like came out of it and we loved it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do we want to go ahead and start the let's, Rotten Tomatoes that's what I'm game? Let's just do it with yeah, ninety nine yeah. homes. Let's do it. Cool. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes gave ninety nine homes a ninety one percent. So 91 homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if you guys could see my sheer disappointment. You expect more part. from me? <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, at least I've set, like, at least you have high expectations for my humor. I can at least... You're, be, you write. I can so at least yes. <laughs> you write like comedies, so yes. <laughs> but there is editing involved. Um, <laughs> Which I'm going to ignore that last comment. <laughs> no, hey, hey, hey. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I mean, editing, I think, is super uh, important, I think, for, for, like, anything. Like, you're not going to, you're not fucking Mark Twain. You're not going to write it the first time. Um, no, did Mark Twain do that? Isn't it his quote that, like, the first draft of everything is shit? Or is that, that, is that is him? That, is that not him? There's, like, I think f- maybe Faulkner. There's, like, some writers that'll just, like, write a book and they're like, that's first draft. it's like alright dude fine Um, so uh, Rotten Tomatoes Rotten Tomatoes game for 99 homes (laughs) Uh, and it gave um, 99 homes a 91% which I tend to agree with and I agree with as well so on Rotten Tomatoes uh, 99 homes 91% (laughs) Moonhawk podcast agree agree yes Big, big fat agree um, the performances alone were strong as hell. I mean, yeah. Michael Shannon. Strong. Yeah, Bach. Um, <laughs> yeah, Michael Shannon is insanely mm-hmm. good in this movie, and so is Andrew Garfield. They did such a good job. Like, Michael Shannon, in and of it's, he's just like, he's always, I always feel like he's menacing. Yeah, he's just always all so the menacing. Time. And um, in this movie, he he kind of pulled it back a bit and i feel like we we saw like a more charismatic aspect of michael shannon that we mm-hmm. do in most movies like he of course does blow up at one point yeah um when he does his his rant about um the government and real right, estate right. and the, the housing bubble bursting which is cool because it was informative but it didn't take what two hours like the big short yeah to try and explain I, it yeah we'll, we'll bring that up at yeah. some point about because i remember you told me that when you first saw it you're like oh this does so much of a better job than the big short of like humanizing it mm-hmm. and like yeah. You you agree? Well, yeah. yeah, but we'll 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 talk about we'll that talk more. About you finish it, but yeah, first, yeah. Um, and Andrew Garfield was just he was just so like he was just so good too, and the movie just did such a great job. Like we were saying, like humanizing, like 
Like there's a part in the uh, right in the, in the beginning when they uh, Andrew Garfield's character and his family they lose their house right. and they end up um, moving into this like motel room in like a bad neighborhood or whatever right. and like just that alone you could see like how this kind of like yeah. the housing market just completely erupting yeah and it uprooted their lives and like you feel for this family and you're like this is just one family yeah. like imagine that times you know what a million whatever the number was and, of people who actually yeah. lost their homes in the in this in the crash and the economic crash and then they show you the mo the motel is filled with people that also have been like uh right. affected by it and like one one of my favorite parts of it was uh there's a small moment when they first get there and um there's a lady that's like, do you guys want, we, like, we can watch your stuff for you while you guys carry some stuff in. And they go, yeah. And they're going to be like, how you guys, how long you guys are, how long are you guys staying? And uh, they go, you know, just a couple of days, Andrew Garfield's character, you know, mm -hmm. so it's just a couple of days. And then the other, uh, the, the lady that says is going to watch the stuff that's been there for right. a while now just goes, yeah, that's what we said too. Right. It was so, like, in that moment, it was such a small moment that, like, if you catch it, you just go, ah, oh, like, this, this is something that's devastated people mm -hmm. to the point of like like the, like her hope was lost in that like statement yeah. that they they said it was really good I, yeah I loved it was it. really good yeah i loved um i loved the cinematography i loved like um you know it was like very like very simple but also just like i thought it was like utilized really mm -hmm. well um like in terms of like like the daytime exteriors were like all like Per, like the sun was like perfectly like behind their heads and like mm -hmm, made mm -hmm. like you know like made like cool stuff like that mm -hmm. and also and then obviously the acting um and as good as michael shannon was like for some reason like i just re i thought like andrew garfield like stole like the mm -hmm, show mm -hmm. like i just thought he was so good and um and i think mainly because he was he was like sort of like a character we haven't really seen him do before mm -hmm. um like you know sort of like the average Joe sort of, um, you know, uh, sort of lower middle class, like just Florida dude. Everyday like, guy. Yeah. Everyday and, guy. And, um, that we probably it, know. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And it was just like, it was, it was just really cool. Um, and yeah. And they just had like, yeah, just like little, little things that sort of just made, made the characters less characters and more like believable people. Like how his, like, his son was like an Orlando Magic fan and just like his, you know, and, and his, uh, like he would, and Andrew Garfield's character would have like the little basketball that he would like roll around in, mm -hmm. at times. Um, and like, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah. And just like how he was just struggling to find that balance between like, you know, like being a good person, but then also like providing for his family mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. just all that stuff that I just, I thought was like so well done. It was great. Um, it was really good writing. Yeah. And like even Michael Shannon, like he is, he is a scumbag because he took advantage of, of, of what happened. But like his, like to a degree, I, I'm just like, oh, I get it. Like I get why you did what you did. Right. Like I understand. Yeah. You're capitalizing on like people's um, misfortune, uh, you know, getting evicted from their homes and stuff. But he had such an anger towards it because he was a he was originally um, like a, like a realist like a normal realist yeah, yeah. And he would try and get people into homes and even talks about it he's just like you think I like taking people right. out the best feeling I ever had was putting people in right, the home right right um, 
which kind of sh- it was weird it was like like you see the character development in his speech yeah it's yeah. and yeah and it's like not like not only are the people are not only are the victims humanized but like the bad guys are humanized mm-hmm. too which mm-hmm. is like so good yeah. like so many more Very movies smart. should do that yeah um but like yeah like he like the people you know the people like the government people in suits who come and like do things that annoy us they're not just like government people in suits they're also like doing things for a reason and like they also like have feelings and like mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah. and like so I thought that and like like how when Andrew Garfield eventually starts like evicting people as well and mm-hmm. like and you can just see on his face like oh like what mm-hmm. am I doing like I have to do this but like this is just yeah. the worst yeah like yeah just powerful powerful stuff yeah so just to recap 99 homes 91 percent and oh. and moonhawk podcast agrees 91 <laughs> <laughs> yeah um another movie that you saw recently was trumbo i saw trumbo recently um, um because uh and that's another movie that you know is not really nominated for anything except brian cranston for acting mm-hmm. um and when I saw it, it's it surprised me because I think because I was like, oh, this was, I thought this was like a pretty good all around movie, like as well as just a good performance by Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. and like Louis C.K. is in it, which I didn't know, and <laughs> yeah. like he's good too, um, but uh, yeah, and so uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives Trumbo a seventy percent. Okay, um, and uh, I am gonna disagree with that, and I'm gonna give Trumbo an eighty percent. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, I wanted to see that, by the way. I just haven't had a chance. Yeah. So that's cool to hear. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, and obviously, you know, I, I do have some things about it. And I feel like I've been saying this about a, a lot of movies lately, but I guess it is a common problem in movies that it was probably too long. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And, because, like, uh, and at points, shifts focus, right? Because at first it's like, um, Trumbo, like, and he's like, black, and he's like, uh, he gets blacklisted. You know, yeah, yeah. For, you know, for being a communist. And then, but then as it sort of goes on, it sort of becomes more about, like, his whole life and, like, about, like, his, like, family struggles as well, which I felt was, like, a little unfocused. Okay. I was like, oh, maybe you could have, like, maybe tightened the window that we're, view- the lens that we're viewing this through a little bit mm-hmm. and focused on, like, you know, um, and maybe have the time not span so much and focus a little more on the communist blacklisting thing. Uh-huh. And that probably would have made the movie a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, because it, it ends up, like, following him to, like, he's an old man or whatever. Oh, so, okay. like, <laughs> um, and I'm, right. like, you know, like, sort of classic... Uh, Biopic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, you could complain about that. And also it's, like... Um, and also it's, like, you know, with all these the the issues, like, you know our society has and that like histories of certain races of people have gone through it's like you chose you choose to focus on like you know a group of white people in hollywood being unfriendly towards that, another group of white people that in had hollywood. a problem <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like <laughs> and yeah. like yeah it's still you know the person who the, the people who probably made this movie like they were just knowledgeable about that subject matter right. so i'm not gonna knock that it is important that like um you know we sort of learn from this instance where people were being exiled just because okay. they were they had a particular yeah, ideology yeah, right. yeah yeah which is like can be applied to you know and everything right um 
and uh, like they were good pe- like it's not like they were bad people they were good people who just happened to have this different ideology and because of that they were like exiled with pe- right. and people didn't really understand like what they believed in right. it was just the word and the connotation behind the word that like scared them yeah, yeah. Um, the word communist so like um, yeah and so that was like super interesting to learn about um, and like and so maybe maybe it's not as important as like you know slavery or like you know some movie about yeah you know a movie about you know something like like that but still you know still important in its own right and well done of course and um and yeah and so and so i thought the acting was really good and and a lot of movies this year have been like surprising me with like um like the how like how they're able to be like lighthearted and and have comedy in like the right places as well Mm -hmm. and i think this movie was another example of that yeah um so yeah, so definitely um, things to nitpick about it, but a lot of good things about it too. So, um, Trumbo, seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty percent on the Moon Hot Podcast. Bam. <laughs> um, speaking of, I guess like ideologies, um, I saw Carol, and uh, it was um, it has a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and I I agree with it. I do agree with it. I think it is one of the stronger movies that I've seen this year. It is. Um, hypnotic in a in like of the most beautiful way at points like um because mm-hmm. carol carol uh the character uh, so so for people who don't know the movie's about um this older uh woman uh who's like divorcing her husband at the at the time has a kid um but she's like she's a i guess i guess you would call it like a closet lesbian right um and she uh, meets this other girl who's Rooney Mara's character at a department store. She like they kind of like lock eyes like across the mm-hmm. room, um, which is something I haven't seen in movies lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, which gave it this other kind of like, which gave Carol her character this very like almost like uh, mystical type of right. aspect. And then like um, there's this one scene that I. Uh, but before I get to that, uh, right. and they kind of meet and they talk about toys and stuff, and they're like, Rooney Mara's character is very kind of like. She's forward, but she, there's restraint with her as opposed to Carol. She's very, very calculated in terms of what she does. And they do such cool, like, character things, mm-hmm. um, especially for uh, Carol. And then um, there's this beautiful scene where, like, uh, Carol picks up Rooney Mara's uh, character, who, for whatever reason, I can't remember her name right now. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, like, they're driving in this tunnel. And instead of, like, showing them like having a conversation and like that's how you figure out like how they're kind of like attracted to each other and interested in each other they do this like not a month like i guess like a montage because it does play with time but like this like beautiful like out of focus with these like colors and like you kind of see they're like not showing the conversation but they're showing the color of the conversation through a bridge and Oh, it was so well done and visual, and I saw it, and I was just kind of like, yes, because yeah. that's the feeling that you right. get when you have a great conversation right. with someone. It's just like, it isn't necessarily like, yes, you remember the things you talked about, but the feeling, right? right. The color of a conversation that you have with someone that you genuinely are interested in comes off uh, off that conversation in this vibrant, beautiful way and hypnotic almost. And oh, it was so nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you sound fired up. I was fired <laughs> up, dude. And then, um, and then like it starts going, uh, into this, like, uh, cause you know, um, 
uh, if you're gay at the time that they that this movie took place, right. it is it is like a period piece right. kind of. Um, like you were ostracized from society, people right. didn't like you. Um, and there's a part in it where like there's an argument used that if you're like gay or whatever, you're probably like a pedophile. Uh, but that's like the societal like right. like uh, part of it, which they like talk about because it's it's I think very important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people view people uh, view these kind of things as like oh we can't talk about it. Right. Like nowadays it's better, right? But right. like. Um, at the time it wasn't and like even now there's still some suppression or repression about right. sexuality and stuff right. and uh this movie just it's just like um these two characters end up falling in love and i went oh man i get it i get it and it was so like uh it was so cool to see it was almost like um from like what i heard like brokeback mountain was like right. what like those two characters were in love and you knew that they were in love and right. you just you just vouched for them because they were like coming over the time right you couldn't do that because it wasn't socially accepted right. and uh Kate Blanchett's incredible in this movie like I said she's just like this um she's just like this almost like uh how can I explain like she's just so powerful and so dominant and so right. obviously just like understood the character uh and Rooney Mare was very 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 good too um and it was a great movie. I, I honestly highly recommend it. It's one of oh, my yeah. favorite ones. Yeah. I think I will see it soon. Yeah. I will see it soon. Um, so, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 93%, and the Moonhawk Podcast agrees. Boom. Boom. All right. Rotten Tomatoes game. Done. Done. Boom. Boom. Wrap. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So, we're, so we're almost done. We're almost done. But now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, which happens to be the last segment, right? Yeah. That and last but not least... Trailers. I think we're getting better. We're getting better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the timing's impeccable. Uh, <laughs> so we are going to talk about three trailers today. Um, did you? Which, which one did you want to start out? You want to do? Uh, I keep I keep looking at this name and just pronouncing it wrong. And it's not a hard name to say. Kubo. Kubo. Yeah. Um, Kubo and the Two Strings. Let's let's just watch it. If you must blink, do it now. Pay careful attention to everything you see. No matter how unusual it may seem. If you look away, even for an instant, then our hero will surely perish. All right. All right. Uh, Bobo and the two strings. So something you've mentioned is that it's definitely, the cast is stacked. It is Which is always cool in an animated movie Mm -hmm. to just have, like, all these, like, all these like well-known actors doing the voice acting, so that's kind of cool. That's yeah. something to look forward to. The last name I think I remember was like Matthew McConaughey yeah. is in it. Um, there's a lot of people in this. A one. lot of people. And um, visually, it looks it looks great. I like some of the stuff that they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're they're they're. Um, and it's by the it's by the same people who did Coraline and um, Box Trolls. Box Trolls, yeah, right? Leica. Leica, yeah, Leica. Sorry. No, you might. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, No, I apologize. (laughs) I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But Cubbo, Cubbo and the Two Strings. (laughs) I did that though, and um, yeah, as visual as it looks, to me, I didn't necessarily feel as engaged with it as Mm -hmm. maybe it's because, like you, um, maybe it's because I don't understand what's necessarily happening. Yeah, I mean, it's a trailer that doesn't give a lot of information, Mm -hmm. so there's not much to like 
grasp onto in terms of story like oh the story is going to be really interesting it's just sort of like giving you a just sort of just telling you all the actors that's going to be in it and giving you a taste of the visuals mm-hmm. and so i think that's probably why you're not feeling like oh i definitely want to see this yeah yet. I, I think i'm i think thinking that have to wait for like either another trailer or just go see it because like mm-hmm. it's cool it looks like a was it like a i guess like a japanese folktale right um, I hope I hope it's Japanese. I don't want to seem like some sort of idiot. Um, I should look that up before. But yeah, uh, you know it. It looks like it could potentially be a really good movie. But um, I haven't seen the box trolls yet, so I haven't seen it. Uh, but like, it just looked really cool. <laughs> this whole like this whole thing of uh, stop motion, they're getting so much better with it. Like yeah. like if you look at this one, it looks amazing. It doesn't yeah. look like like claymation nonsense. Right. And even in Anomalisa, the animation is getting right. a lot cooler. So yeah, I'm excited for so, it. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if another trailer comes out and I hope because to that that maybe give gives us a hint of more of what the story is going to be about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But if not, it's probably still something I would I would check out. Um, mm-hmm. Just because they have a pretty good reputation that yeah. that animation production company. Yeah, so. for sure. Mm. All right. Uh, well, let's get on to so Key and Peele recently wrote, and I don't know if they directed it, but they they like they're doing a movie together. Like their first feature, their first feature movie. Right? Yeah, which is cool. Like a sketch comedy group doing group, a yeah doing a, a feature length comedy movie, which, which is cool. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's called Keanu, and let's just let's just roll the clock. Keanu, here, kitty, kitty. See what we got here. What the fuck is this? Oh shit, niggas. This my shit right here. Alright. Yeah. Funny uh, stuff. It looks <laughs> it looks really funny and definitely up that key and peel. Oh yeah. Humor. Yeah. Um and uh uh, what was I gonna say? Like, I don't know. You go ahead. <laughs> it's it's got a really like stupid premise, like, right? Um, because in the beginning, <laughs> one of the guys like gets broken up with, and it's it's just really funny to see that because I think we've all been there at some point where we're just like super, just depressed and stuff, and then it just takes a turn with. The cat just yeah. showing up at his house, and they're like so excited about this cat, like even though it's not really. To that, that special of a cat, <laughs> but you know, but, but you like, know which what? is which is hilarious. Yeah, which it's, is, yeah, it's really really funny, and I also think like, I think if I saw like a cat like just like that, really cute, I'd probably have the same reaction. So like in my head, I'm like, that's really funny, right. and also I relate to that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what I was also gonna say, yeah, is that I mean, Kim Peel, I'm a fan of the sketch. Their, their sketches yeah me too yeah. yeah and so that gives me hope that like the movie's probably gonna be really funny as well um the one thing that I'm kind of worried about is like a lot of times what happens in their sketches is like the first three quarters of it are like really yeah. funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then like the last quarter of it just gets like way too like ridiculous or absurd or over the top sometimes um, I like that yeah yeah, yeah 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 it works sometimes and other times it doesn't yeah, for really sure. yeah, yeah, I'll agree um, with you. so you just so it's just kind of hoping that like the first half isn't really funny and then the second half is like too ridiculous or yeah. something like that right. um but uh but yeah but it's a good trailer for sure <laughs> yeah for sure i'm yeah. i'm i'm stoked to see it last trailer the last trailer I mean, which i think is a big one it's yeah. huge um it's dc's other property that's coming out for people that don't like know like something else is coming out other than batman versus right. superman and it's cool it's refreshing because um we can talk about something other than 
her kind of eh, super hesitation towards Batman versus right. Superman, and that's Suicide. Suicide. Suicide Squad. The the Suicide Squad uh, second trailer. Let's do it. I can't wait to show you my toys. Seriously, the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do. Nothing really matters to me. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Um, I'm down with it. I'm down with it too. I'm down with it, man. <laughs> I thought that was a really good trailer. Honestly, the only thing that like I was a little like, eh, was that very last line of yeah. the "Come on, we're bad guys. It's what we do." A lot of um, Harley Quinn's writing doesn't seem like something I'm gonna be. <laughs> I feel like her character is gonna bug me throughout the movie, mm-hmm. um, which is a bummer because she's such a cool character, right? Um, like that, we're bad guys. It's just what we do, and right? Like, yeah, that's that's like the only thing where I was like, eh. But, like, the rest of it, I was so down with. Dude, I'm so pumped. You know what? It reminded me of the same feeling I got when I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I, I'm hoping that this is going to be, like, the same thing. Like, something no one necessarily right. expected with people that you haven't necessarily heard of. Right. Um, other than the Joker and Harley right. Quinn, for the most part, people don't know. And, like, making something that's just, like, balls to the wall, action, fun. It's just going to be ridiculous and pulpy and yeah. and it's just it's gonna be off the rails man yeah. yeah i really hope it's i really hope it's gonna be good and it's like it feels like yeah it feels like it is gonna be good and it feels like um like oh man like finally some hope for dc maybe like in terms of the movie yeah. universe i'm gonna say this man Z- uh, Zack snyder should not be <laughs> anywhere like visually great i love yeah. it but like yeah He's not. He he makes a lot of really poor choices, and um, this is this is by the guy that did uh, Fury, yeah, which I really really like. Yeah, um, did End of Watch, which I haven't seen, but but I I've I really heard, I saw and I really really liked. I heard some stuff about that movie. Like my girl, like I'm like I'm always like, oh, I really want to watch End of Watch, and my girlfriend's like, you can watch it by yourself <laughs> because the ending is like so <laughs> devastatingly sad that honestly I can't. And I was like, yeah, it's mm. so good though. Um, and yeah, and so I, I have faith in that in, in, in David, David Ayer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's his name. Mm-hmm. And um, well, he wrote it and directed it. Yeah, so. and like it, it looks, it looks like it's gonna like do a really good job of like having having those like, you know, superheroish quips, but also like, but not like, um, but like not so much that like. But not like too much, like you know what I mean. Like it'll it'll find the right places to like not take itself too seriously. But it looks like it's also gonna be like, just straight up like. It, it looks like it's good. Dark. Yeah. It looks like it's dark, but yeah, like yeah, but very like it looks like oh, they they're kind of they they understand what it what the property is. Right. Like Suicide Squad. A bunch of villains get together to save right. the world. Like, on paper, you'll just you're just kind of like, um, I don't know about that. And then like. Now that I'm looking at him, like, dude, I'm totally yeah. game. Because, like, they're already bad, but how can you make them, like, gray, right? We right. always see, like, superhero movies where, like, Superman, is he, like, a good character? Towards the end, he ended up, you know, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Man <laughs> of Steel, but it's been out for a while. 
kill Zod. Right. And that makes him gray. It's right. like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? What is he? Uh, Batman's the same thing. Right. Like, when he does the, the thing in the Dark Knight where, like, he looks around the world. This is like, these guys are already really, really bad. Right. But, like, what's the good thing that yeah. they could do? Which is a really cool, like... Yeah, I think that's cool, too. And and um, I'm excited for the Joker. I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, because of, you know... because We're of raising my hand right now. Yeah, <laughs> because of... Yeah, and that's completely understandable because Heath Ledger was amazing and, like, we're not... We don't want to let go of that. But, like, to me, he seems, like, different enough that it might that it's that it can be like an like a, a unique take on it. Yeah. Um and also like there were a few things that I saw that was like if that's done like it's just a trailer so I don't know if it's going to be done right, but like if it is done right like in the context of the movie itself, yeah. like those could be really cool like Joker moments, like the thing where it's like the camera is being like pulled up and like he's like lying in the middle of the knives or whatever. Yeah. And then also yeah. the thing with like the what like he's in like that white like bath or whatever and like the colors that are like looks, melting off yeah that looks like, like um that looks like the vat of chemicals i'm <laughs> yeah i don't want to say anything because he I might like what that is like his origin it's not his origin mm-hmm. i think it's harley right. quinn's origin like him dunking her because it looked like he was picking right. her up. it was like a like she was being baptized right. right um it looks visually really cool i hope it's not too overstuffed in terms of like trying to like show people's uh like origin or anything right because like, it does look like it's going to be Joker and Harley Quinn's, like, origin a bit mm-hmm. um, from the small things that I've seen. Like, the fact that you see Harley right. Quinn before, like, how she looked before and stuff. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think I think, it, I think think it should be good. And the only thing, there are two things that, uh, it's, like, the Joker and Harley Quinn that I'm, like, a little bit weird about. Well, and those are the most important parts. So. They're super important, yeah. Uh, I just, so Jared a, Leto. That's a big if. Jared Leto looks like he's trying to do Heath Ledger's Joker, only you like he looks so? different. I've heard that before, and I don't, I don't agree with that. You don't hear it in his voice at all, the way he's acting. I mean, but to me, I'm not really focusing on the voice as much as like the like presence. Like yeah. maybe the voice is similar, but I was, I was focusing, I guess, more on like... on, on the the forehead tattoo that says damaged. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun um, and hopefully it'll be like the thing that'll like the movie that I'll go okay DC's got a direction and um, and then if I'm it, down yeah and if it is good hopefully David Ayer like takes over like <laughs> for the love of Christ <laughs> like the way that they did like Josh Whedon's kind of weaned out and right, the, right. the Russo brothers right. are the next big thing right sort of like that All right. Moonhawk Podcast. That what was episode we? six. That's a six, wow. man. Yeah, we're we're on a we got we got like a season going. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking too. Yeah. Uh, please, uh, if you are listening, thank you so much, obviously. Yes, um, thank you. And if you can, please review us and, yes, and rate us. Yeah, um, please rate like just you know, all they do is ask for a nickname and to put how many stars. So just go in there, put some stars, say, you know, my name is Amy or Brian or whatever mm-hmm. and just cause we're not gonna be showing up on like search like iTunes searches mm-hmm. like unless like more people start doing that so yeah. that would be awesome yeah and um we got a couple of I guess like surprise like surprise episodes that we're gonna do concerning like we were talking earlier just 
things that we're mostly interested in just because we are getting out right of, like award season right and, and then we're, we're gonna yeah down. yeah we're gonna get into a period soon where you know not a lot of movies are coming out or i was looking when we were doing the rotten tomatoes game i was looking at the list of movies and they were like all had rotten reviews Wait, like <laughs> like all of these movies that are top box office right along to dirty grandpa the boy the fifth wave 13 hours Which daddy's we will home talk about they're for all, sure all, they're all rotten um, um but uh, so you know, and so when stuff like that happens, like we can t t sort of talk about other stuff instead yeah. of just like more recent movie reviews. Like uh, you said, yeah. we're gonna have a Pixar episode. We're gonna have an episode where we talk about like what happened with the Hobbit trilogy, right? Yeah, that one's um, gonna be really cool. We'll have uh, a Harry yeah. Potter episode or something. You know, fun stuff like that. But yeah, if you can, please, please share us. Um, if you like what we do, that would be super rad. See you next week, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Thank you.